The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I have with me, I believe it's the third time on the program. <laughs> um, always excited to have her here. Uh, Sharon Weiss, say hello. Hello. So glad to have you here. Um, we're kicking off um, this quarter um, on fire. I think you have, uh, I'm going to call this somewhat kind of uh, a little, um, uh, what's the right word to say here? This this topic that we're going to talk about today is going to, I think, blow some people's minds and make them really rethink um, the way that they are following up uh, with their patients. But before we get into that, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your business and how long you've been helping dentists. So I'm a practice management consultant, and I've been in this field for over 20 years. God help me. Um, and in the yeah. last uh, three or four years uh, as a CEO of my own firm. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know you've got a ton of experience. Uh, you work with uh, practices. Um all over the country. So let's just jump right into our subject today. We're going to talk about using text and email reminders um, with our patients. So what do you think about it? What do you think about okay. Dennis doing well, let's, that? Let's talk about it in big, like the whole confirmation yep. slash reminder process, which is ripe for just disruption because this whole process, I think, is, is ridiculous in the way that we're approaching it. So, so the first let's look at our own mindset about patients and the dental industry mindset seems to be that patients will never remember their own appointments without us contacting them over and over again to confirm what frankly should have already been their confirmed appointment and we have so little faith that patients will take responsibility for themselves that uh, you know, dentists spend enormous amounts of money and time and energy sending texts, postcards, uh, emails, phone calls to quote unquote remind these patients to show up for their own dental care. And this is an absurd process. It is actually backfired because now we've trained patients to be so dependent on all of these messages that patients will say, oh, I didn't remember because you, you forgot to remind me an hour before this appointment. And, and so the sure. locus of responsibility has completely changed from the patient to the dental office. Sure. That makes sense. So what are you supposed to do instead? So this came out, by the way, and because there's a real problem, this technology came out and the ability to do this and the you know, paying a couple hundred to three hundred dollars a month to have this mm -hmm. service uh, within the practice started because patients were no showing for their right. Right. I have to imagine mm -hmm. it wasn't that everybody was showing up and we we're like, oh, let's, you know, let's fix something that's not broken. So there is an issue uh, with um, patients not showing up. So let's let's separate these two. Let's first talk about forget the technology exists. Why, why don't patients show up? What was, what caused yeah. the problem in the first place? So, so let's look at something very sad, right? Sad is sad. Women 
You do not need multiple, multiple reminders to go to their hairdresser appointment, right? <laughs> Nor do sure. we probably need it for the latest Botox injection. And I yep. suspect even other doctor's offices, like the oncologist <laughs> or the cardiologist, don't need to remind their patients over yep. and over to show up. So what to me this speaks to is just a lack of value for dental care, right? And so where this has gone is that patients uh, do not see the value, especially of their regular hygiene care. And so this is yep. something that quote unquote slips their mind or they find something that is more important to do on that day and thus cancel uh, their appointment. So really, the origination of this problem comes from the lack of value. But again, uh, we have to look at our own behavior and how we created that problem. And one thing I'll, I'll notice, uh, almost every, every dental office I've ever worked with refers to their hygiene appointments as just a cleaning. So uh, if your mm. patients think that what happens at the hygiene appointment is quote unquote, just a cleaning and pretty much equivalent to getting my car cleaned or my carpets clean, then sure, I'll, I'll do something else if that time becomes inconvenient because it's just not that important. Yeah, so you're right. I've heard this, I hear this all the time. I might even hear it at my own, uh, my own, my own dentist practice. Um, are you do just need a cleaning? And you're 100 yeah. percent right about that. So, yeah. so basically, you're saying um, increase the value of what you do to the patient. Or yeah, you actually can't increase the value. What you can do is increase the perception exactly. of the value. Right? The value is not really changing based on a few words, but the perception is, and perception um, right. is reality, and um, that'll help. So. Um, besides not saying just a cleaning, tell me what can we do to increase the value of the perception of value um, in that, you know, twice a year or once a year cleaning uh, for patients? Right. Three, so three tips, three hints. Every single appointment should end with a debrief um, by the hygienist or dental assistant or even uh, doctor talking about the value of the next appointment, meaning what are the benefits of the next appointment to the patient, not to the practice, sure. to the patient. And so if, yep. if the patient is concerned with aesthetics, great. We're making the case about how the next appointment is going to help with that. If the patient is concerned about finances, great. Then we're making the case about how the next appointment will continue to reduce their dental care costs. Um, so every every communication has to be about, you know, the old what's in it for me, right? And that has to be right. communicated really clearly. Makes total sense. So anytime you talk about a feature, right, the features you're gonna get a cleaning yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna do this, this and this, we're gonna scrape off some plaque. You have to talk about the benefit of that or there is no value, correct? Like exactly. we all have any lock brakes on our cars nowadays. Um, unless you're driving a classic car, but that's the feature. The benefit of anti-lock brakes yes. is that your brake won't lock up, cause you to steer and crash and potentially really get hurt. Exactly. So you have to talk about those, the, the benefits of those features. So um, increased value, that's, that's also gonna help you in other areas, right? Not only is your show rate gonna go up, your referrals are gonna go up, right? 
um, mm -hmm. case acceptance, exactly. I would assume, is going to go up. And probably the way that you value what you do in the community is going to go up, right? If you're constantly talking about the, the, the benefits of what you do with your patients, you're going to go to work and your entire team's going to go to work feeling like, hey, there's a lot more to what we do every single day. There's a lot to be happy about um, and to feel satisfied in our work about. So sorry to steal that, but it's, it's exciting. I've never really heard anyone present it the way that you did. So let's jump into the part B of this. So I, I, I don't think very many listeners are gonna go, hey, okay, yep, I'm gonna, tomorrow I'm gonna start building value and I'm gonna drop my texting and email service. You probably wouldn't recommend that they do yeah, that right away, I'm would you? I'm not saying that you need to drop it. Uh, but as an ex-English major, I am going to say you need to pay attention to the language you're using because the mm. language that I'm seeing is backfiring and undermining the message about value. So when sure. the appointment coordinator or hygienist is making the next appointment, the language they should be saying is, fine, your appointment is now reserved and confirmed for X date, right? We're looking right. forward to seeing you. Um, would you like us to send us to send out a text message or call you? So let the patient decide. Okay. Yeah. So now the appointment is reserved when the patient made it. And that means to right. me that it's also been confirmed. So sending frequent emails saying, could you call us or click on this link? to confirm your appointment is completely misleading. The appointment was already confirmed. And if you're asking sure. the patient to confirm it again, multiple times, then what you're saying is mm, the appointment is kind of squishy, right? Not really right. happening. We're not even committed to it yet until you tell us you're gonna, you're gonna commit. Yeah, makes, makes, uh, makes total sense. So, um, give us one more little hint and tip. Give us, you know, in your experience, um, what's one more thing that we can do to, to increase uh, shower ratios? Okay, well, I, I would say that if you're going to send a text message or these reminder messages, they have to be under the assumption that the patient is coming. So the message should read, we're looking forward to seeing you on X date at X time. Please let us know if there have been any changes in your health or oral health, and if you're taking any new or prescribed medication, uh, new or over-the-counter medication. Now, this message actually helps the appointment, right? Because one, it's saying, we know you're coming. So the only question is now we need some help to make sure this appointment runs smoothly. Would, and yeah. wouldn't the office like to know that, yeah, the patient's been taking aspirin for the last three months, right? Or they had that knee surgery uh, four months ago. That, those kind of questions and that information would help make the appointment run smoother um, and doesn't ask the patient to confirm or, or say, we don't think you remember to come. So we're, we're calling to apologize about um, reminding you for your own appointment. Yeah, makes total sense to me. Um, I wanna send our audience, um, remind them, check out your website, um, join in on the conversation on, on Facebook too, but it's a wisepractice.com. Um, I wanted to okay. make sure that we got that out there and encourage our audience to check out your website and learn more about you. Um, 
one more question that I have for you. I know I've asked you this question uh, in the past, but I'm going to ask again for new listeners. Um, tell us if you're looking to help find a consultant to help you with these things, you need um, someone to uh, boost you up and help you get to where you're, you're trying to go. Um, you kind of need a, a secondhand person, if you will. Tell us what's the, what's the best way to go about finding and vetting someone to help you? Uh, so finding someone in general or finding, or finding me? I'm saying the consulting things to help you with these types of things that come up. And a lot of them we know we're just not reminded of. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, no, to help uh, as a consultant, like someone like yourself. So the first thing actually is don't look for a consultant first. Look inside yourself first and answer mm -hmm. questions about what do you want to achieve specifically, right? What would mean success for you if you were working with a consultant? So I would want you to have very specific and ideally measurable goals, or you'd be saying to yourself, no, I just need uh, someone to uh, be a venting source, right? Okay, that's all right too. But be really clear first about what you want, how you would measure success, and why you want what you want. And then, based on your own answers, you could look for consultants that fit that criteria or have that uh, expertise. Yeah, makes total sense to me. Uh, Sharon, thank you so much for coming uh, on the program. Again, I want to encourage your audience to, to check you out. And uh, thank you again. We appreciate it.